the disastrous co-belligerence of never-Trumpers and leftists. Never-Trumpers in a de facto alliance with leftist Trump loathers of various stripes have apparently succeeded in their effort to elect a cognitively impaired man who claims to be Catholic while heartily endorsing a legal right to slaughter the unborn while making the public pay for their deaths. Never-Trumpers can now give themselves a hearty pat on the back for an evil job well done. Never-Trumpers couldn't have done it alone. They were aided and abetted by big tech overlords who censor with the kind of abandon seen in tyrants drunk with power. They censor the expression of ideas they don't fancy, and they censor objective news stories like the eye-popping story of Hunter Biden's laptop and text messages that reveal his father, the soon-to-be president-elect, bald-faced lied to the American people about his knowledge of and involvement with Hunter's corrupt business dealings. Then there are the former journalists at CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, and Washington Post, who, unfettered by journalistic integrity and moral compasses, exploited their positions for four interminable years to smear Trump and anyone in his orbit and simultaneously gaslight America into believing wild tales about Russian women of the night. Leftist journalists were, and continue to be, the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. And let's not forget the colluders extraordinaire in Obama's poisonous administration, FBI, and CIA, who abused their power, the FISA court, and the trust and hard-earned money of the American people to advance their insurrectionist goals. Leftists in big tech, the mainstream press, the deep state, the arts and entertainment industry, Antifa, BLM street gangs, and academia, including government schools all the way down to kindergarten, are so astonishingly hubristic that they believe their wee little or incoherent or destructive ideas surpass the wisdom embodied in the Bible and America's founding documents. Armed with cultural power and impelled by their ignorant ideas, they rape and pillage America from the redwood forests to the Gulf Stream waters, deracinating every institution and idea that made America the greatest nation in the history of the world. Leftists with power, broken moral compasses, small hedonistic selfish ideas and big evil plans are rubbing their hands together as their darkened imaginations run wild. They plan to grab even more money from Peter to pay for Paulette's baby to be crushed and sucked out of her womb piece by piece. They plan to use federal funds to propagandize the nation from cradle to grave with racist and divisive critical race theory and deviant transcultic beliefs. They plan to once again defer to nations that detest and seek to destroy America. They plan to elevate nature worship through leftist environmentalist policies that will destroy the economy and livelihoods of thousands of Americans. They plan to intensify censorship and cancellation of the public expression of ideas they hate. They plan to reward those who are in America illegally with benefits provided by American citizens. They plan to pass the Equality Act in order to deny people of faith the right to freely exercise their religion, including their scriptural belief that recognizing the erotic union of two people of the same sex as a marriage is abhorrent to God 
and their scriptural belief that rejection of one's biological sex is an offense against the creator of the universe. They plan to force women and men to undress and share dorm rooms, shelters, prison cells, barracks, showers, and nursing home rooms with persons of the opposite sex. They plan to force doctors to perform mutilating cosmetic surgeries on patients who seek to pass as the sex they aren't, and they plan to force girls to compete against biological boys in sports at all levels. Never Trumpers, unnerved by the inurbane, ineloquent, inarticulate rhetoric of Trump, claimed, without proof, that if Christians vote for Trump, they undermine the ability of Christians to evangelize. Is their vision of God's sovereignty really that small? Did they forget that Christians will be hated by the world because the world first hated Christ? Never Trumpers seem to care more about the reputation of Christ followers among the heathens than they do about the policies the heathen team of Biden and Harris will execute. On November 20th, in a two-to-one vote, a three-judge panel of the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals struck down two local ordinances in Florida that banned counseling to help minors who experience unwanted gender dysphoria and unwanted homoerotic feelings, feelings that can be caused by childhood sexual molestation and other environmental factors. The counseling efforts that were singled out for banning were not aversive therapies or coercive counseling efforts. They weren't harmful, and they weren't substantively different in nature from counseling that helps clients address other unwanted feelings. The two judges who voted in favor of the autonomous right of minors to access help in constructing an identity that does not include affirmation of unchosen, disordered sexual feelings are President Trump appointees. On November 21st, in a two-to-one vote, a three-judge panel of the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the part of a Tennessee law banning abortions based on race, sex, or a diagnosis of Down syndrome may take effect as proponents of race-based, sex-based, and disability-based genocide continue to challenge the law. One of the two judges who voted in favor of banning genocide based on race, sex, and cognitive impairment is a Trump appointee. On November 23rd, the full panel of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which affects Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi, held that states may ban the use of Medicaid funds for abortions. A previous decision on the case pursued by Planned Parenthood, which, as always, was trying to get its bloodied hands on taxpayer money, was deadlocked. Now, with multiple new Trump appointees serving on the court, Texas and Louisiana may proceed with their bans on the use of Medicaid funds to subsidize Planned Parenthood slaughterhouses. And then, on November 25th, in a 5-4 to four decision, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of religious liberty in two cases involving the unjust Wuhan virus restrictions imposed unconstitutionally on faith communities. In a piquant concurrence that must have warmed the cockles of former Justice Antonin Scalia's sassy heart, Associate Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote, and I quote, Government is not free to disregard the First Amendment in times of crisis. At a minimum, that amendment prohibits government officials from treating religious exercises worse than comparable secular activities unless they are pursuing a compelling interest 
and using the least restrictive means available. Yet, recently, during the COVID pandemic, certain states seem to have ignored these long-settled principles. Today's case supplies just the latest example. New York's governor has asserted the power to assign different color codes to different parts of the state and govern each by executive decree. In red zones, houses of worship are all but closed, limited to a maximum of 10 people. In the Orthodox Jewish community, that limit might operate to exclude all women, considering 10 men are necessary to establish a minion, or a quorum. In orange zones, it's not much different. Churches and synagogues are limited to a maximum of 25 people. These restrictions apply even to the largest cathedrals and synagogues, which ordinarily hold hundreds. And the restrictions apply no matter the precautions taken, including social distancing, wearing masks, leaving doors and windows open, foregoing singing, and disinfecting spaces between services. At the same time, the governor has chosen to impose no capacity restrictions on certain businesses he considers essential. And it turns out the businesses the governor considers essential include hardware stores, acupuncturists, and liquor stores, bicycle repair shops, certain signage companies, accountants, lawyers, and insurance agents are all essential too. So, at least according to the governor, it may be unsafe to go to church, but it is always fine to pick up another bottle of wine, shop for a new bike, or spend the afternoon exploring your distal points and meridians. Who knew public health would so perfectly align with secular convenience? End quote. All three Trump appointees, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett, voted with Justices Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito to protect religious liberty. George Bush appointee, Chief Justice John Roberts, voted with the oppressors. Republicans, who either voted for the man with dementia and his running mate, the most liberal member of the U.S. Senate, or who rejected the privilege of self-government entirely, now bear some responsibility for the disastrous judicial appointments Biden's caretakers direct him to make, the oppressive executive orders they will command him to issue, and the terrible laws they will instruct him to sign. As Biden's puppeteers direct his movements, Let's see if they allow him to appear before the press unaided, like Trump did. Let's see if reporters relentlessly, if ever, ask the kind of aggressively hostile, why are you such a horrible person questions of Biden that they did of Trump. And let's see how long the press keeps dangling the orange herring madly in front of the easily distracted crowd in the hope that no one notices they're licking the orthopedic foot boot of befuddled Biden.